Wow, the wrestling wars are back on. They never really went away, but they're they're really, really on. AEW's quote-unquote B show is going to take on WWE's quote-unquote A show and a uh, playoff pro sports preemption wedge battle of people doing super shows stretching into someone else's show, billionaires getting angry, leaks coming out because they had a, a notebook open and someone took a picture. We're getting into all of it. Rick, it's it's a it's a big inside cradle today. Sport, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's all going to lose to baseball. <laughs> Come on, anyone. Go. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Glitchy no buttons. way the ALCS loses. Glitchy buttons. We got glitchy buttons here. What's up? It's an inside cradle this week. It's our deep dive. Every single week we go a little bit longer than we would on top story, a little bit longer than we would on uh, our, our news of the day or our news roundups. Uh, so we got a lot going on here. We'll also have Cassidy Haynes, the man who broke the biggest wrestling story of the year uh, for Bodyslam.net will be joining us. Uh, and if you're just checking our channel, you're going to want to be checking it out on Friday uh, as Paul Heyman will be on Sports Key to Wrestling. Uh, that yes. interview coming. Uh, if you can't wait that long, we have interviews up now with Dominic Mysterio talking about the ideal moment he wants to have with his father at WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre talking. He's still beating the drum. He wants this UK stadium show. He wants Tyson Fury from the boxing world. Those interviews are up now on our channel. Plus Vince Russo every Monday night. Dutch Mantel Friday nights after Rampage and SmackDown. It'll be an interesting one here. I'm Kev Cullen. That is Rick Uccino. Rick, let's get into it. AEW, Rampage, SmackDown, a super SmackDown going head to head here. I believe is what they're calling it. Supersized. Hang on. I got the email. Supersized? Yes, they went super size me. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Let me just make sure I have this right. Unhealthy yes. portions of SmackDown. A, a special two and a half hour super sized edition of SmackDown airing on FS1. All right. It's airing on FS1 because of Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so that, that the, the input... ALCS, ALCS game one, Red Sox, and who I haven't even been following it. Red Sox. Uh, Astros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Astros. Yeah. Like, screw Dusty Baker. Anyway. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of how my socks play, but it's a whole other story. Uh, so we have that going on in FS1. But uh, what's been on uh, wrestling on Friday nights uh, past 9 p.m. in its slot, right? Where a billionaire says, this is my positioning, and I am not trying to go head-to-head, but you're pivoting. Can we, right? get you so- on, can we get you on Eastern time? You keep confusing me with the Central time. So I know you're a Chicago guy, but yes. can we talk in Eastern Standard Time, please? Why? Because our show is for the working people, not not the the the, the East East Coast elites. No, the East Coast elites. <laughs> so so SmackDown moved over to FS1 because it's a playoff issue. They say, yeah. all right, we know a lot of people have been watching us on network TV for the last two years, and we have the most watched wrestling show, and we know we're going to take a hit being preempted here. So how bad of a hit do we want to take? Not that bad of a hit if we uh, make the show an extra half an hour long. And is FS1 going to complain about it? Is Fox going to complain about it? No, do it. All right. So so that's what they're doing. Uh, that's happening. So the show will start at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, and we'll stretch uh, to about a half an hour uh, past uh, 9, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. So uh, in doing so, they're dipping into... 
AEW Rampage on TNT. AEW yeah. Rampage normally airs 9 Central, 10 Eastern uh, for two hours. Okay? So in doing so, uh, Tony yeah. Khan got very mad about this. Got very upset about it. I don't think he got upset about it. He didn't get it. upset about it. I think he likes to I think he likes to play to the emotions of the IWC. Yes. That's where a lot of the heat, right? That's where a lot of the uh the the, the madness is coming from is you have the tribalistic uh oh, you know I'll show you a tweet out. that encapsulates oh. this perfectly. Uh, yeah, the people say they're bringing the war to our front door, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna, I think I know the exact tweet that you were talking about. I'll bring it up here in a minute. I mean, it's it's that that's where all the I'm having fun. Like real, I'm having fun watching the idiots just lose their mind over this stuff. How dare you take it to our front door? How dare you impede on our time slot, man? <laughs> Look at this tweet. Look at this tweet here. This tweet. Uh, this this clown. is the, yeah, this is the tweeting question here that got a lot of attention. Uh, WWE is, is taking the war to AEW, man, to our doorsteps. If you don't see it, you're blind. Anyone that calls himself an AEW fan has an obligation. An obligation. <laughs> this week, if you're a diehard, you will support no matter what. No other plans on your schedule. Period. <laughs> You can just, ah, oh, oh God, that's that's from a guy named Chewy. That's from a guy <laughs> named Chewy. Of course, he's responding to a Toro Yano fan account, who is just a bleeding. That's a bleed. I believe it's a bleeding heart AEW account. That's fine, and those exist, and that, that's fine. Some of those are reasonable, right? Uh, but it, this doesn't seem like someone who is legitimately uh, sane. Like, like they don't. I don't. I don't think they're. I, I believe Fraser's maybe taking a little bit too seriously. Imagine, right? imagine doing this with like literally any other television show. Imagine like somebody says, "Hey man, let's watch Seinfeld tonight." And you're like, "F you, man! It's friends or die." Imagine doing that. This imagine is a third rock from the sun household. We watched that '70s show in this house, and that is it. We're on it. We're on season six, man. Donna and Eric, they're going to get back together soon, man. We got to watch it for the 1800th time. All right. So it's that's what's going on here. We're not alone in it. We have a special guest joining us. The man who broke one of the biggest wrestling stories of the year. And we're going to get his take on the whole AEW versus WWE. They need to destroy Vincent Kennedy McMahon's billion dollar empire. Guys, remember AEW fans. It's an obligation. You got to watch it this week. And he's coming in like, what the hell did I get myself into? These guys are just screaming about TV shows, and uh, you, you missed from, the whole, you missed a wild five minutes there, sir. From, it's all from, right, man. From from Bodyslam.net, Cassidy Haynes is joining us. Cassidy, thank you so much. Cassidy, of course, uh, a few months ago uh, broke the massive story that Brian Danielson, da Daniel Bryan, uh, signed with AEW, one of the biggest signings they had following CM Punk and Adam Cole shortly after that. Uh, uh, so so we're on the topic of this massive thing going down Friday that has just come together with playoff preemptions. WWE, once again, is going to buck back now at AEW. What's your take here, man? This thing is uh, Tony Khan's out there really beating the drum, doing a media tour to, to drum up support for his brand, you got to be obligated. We just ran the Twitter. We just we just put the tweet on there. Come on, troops! You're in the you're in the tribe of AEW. Are, are you what? What's your tribe, Cassidy? I mean, 
I enjoy all wrestling. I'm not going to lie, but I really like competition. Honestly, sure. I think it fuels better product on both ends. So oh, let's just do it, man. Let, let him, let him do it. Let him go. I mean, who cares? I mean, what, why should we care how he spends his money? Let's just enjoy what they do, man. Yeah. And, and also like, I think it's evident that if it, with the ramped up things that AEW has done the past few months, right. Uh, with, with NXT moving in there, definitely NXT being a developmental thing. I don't think it's bad. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to make new stars out of that. Right. Uh, but now it's well. What is this number compared to Raw? What is this number compared to SmackDown? And you what have people in the man? AEW. You have people in the AEW camp saying like, "Oh, if it was on Friday, it could beat SmackDown. If it was on Monday, it could beat Raw." Right? Well, now it's in a position where it's going to have to compete at least for thirty minutes. For thirty minutes, it's going to have to compete. Uh, what do you think WWE is going to do here? They're stacking the deck here. They got a lot on this show: Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks on free network television. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they put a good show together. And aren't they running no commercials on the last thirty minutes or something like I that? I believe they are. So that that's that to me is the real. That's the real. Uh, well, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's well. Didn't didn't post put out of something today about Tony saying he was going to counter that and he'd have more money to spend. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. He basically came yeah. out and said, "Hey, look, I I got I got tons of money, so I can play the no commercial game too." Yeah. And, I, I love Tony Khan for, 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 for clamping back. Like, oh, you're going to put an extra half hour into right. my – like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Daniel Bryan and Suzuki on YouTube at 9 o'clock impeding on your show. Oh, you're going to go commercial-free? Again, unconfirmed, reportedly. They're going to try to do it. Okay, well, I can do that. I can play that game too. I love Tony Khan for this. I, 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 I love watching Tony Khan react and take counter punches and then watching the internet melt down. It's, it's like my weekly enjoyment, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, look, I was alive and watched the Monday Night Wars and that was the some of the best wrestling ever. So, I mean, all I think is like maybe this will be good. It'll be better for us. So the the only thing that I would say is this I think all of the risk is on WWE for for doing this and adding this half hour in because it's on FS1 where Nobody watches FS1. Like the numbers are always way down on FS1. It'd be so, one thing if this was on network TV. I can't right. tell you what channel FS1 is on my cable right now. Yeah. I have to. I'm gonna yeah. have to look it up later. I still hope I have it on YouTube TV. To be completely honest with you, I haven't checked. Um, but if if that FS1 number drops down so much to where Rampage at least that first half hour does beat it. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter that it was on FS1. No one's going to talk about that. All, all anybody is going to say is at 10 o'clock at night on AEW programming, Dino, D- Rampage beat your main event of Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. That's all that anybody's going to talk about. That's all you know. the, the, the ratings nerds are going to throw out there is AEW beat two of your biggest stars in the main event on free television. That's what's going to be the headline there, and no one's going to care about the breakdown. Numbers. Rick, is that what you all, want to see happen? I don't care what happens. I'm, I'm like, asking you, what do you I want to see a, happen, Rick? I give a flying rat's ass about ratings, to be completely honest with you. But there are people who do care. Advertisers do care. Mm-hmm. Networks do care. So, yeah, all of a sudden, if if Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks get outdrawn by, by Rampage, yeah, that, that's kind of a bad look. I don't care if it is on FS1. So WWE's putting all of the risk here. Do I think? That Rampage is going to still outdraw um, FS1? No, I don't, because Rampage hasn't been getting you know very big numbers since the first CM Punk show, but it could happen. It's all the risk is on WWE side, because if, if AEW loses, oh, well, whatever. Who cares? They, they went up against SmackDown, and they lost. 
But if they win, that's 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 a big notch in the in their in their cap there. And and Khan's language in these interviews, which have been highly transcribed and, and shared all over the place. He was on WFAN saying Raw sucked this week, right? Well, he's been uh, wrong. And, uh well, he was on it and he said it, right? So he's on there and he's saying we're gonna have a better show. Now he's saying, like, I'm okay if we don't do as good, but if we have a better show, that, that like that that matters. So it's a lot of language here. Cass, is, is, is this a big bet by Tony Khan as well? Because it's certainly a big bet by WWE. It's a big bet by Tony Khan to say, I'm going to give away Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson for free on the internet yeah. just to try and get some people to not watch SmackDown in the 9 o'clock hour. Well, I mean, it's not really for free because they make money off their YouTube, right? Sure. I mean, they make money. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, your TV partner is not benefiting from that. Yeah. You know, you're Like, some of those things, I'm saying. That's true. But, yeah, I mean, I... I... I mean, yeah, I guess he's gambling a little bit doing it, but I don't think he's going to – like he said, the risk's not really on him to lose anything no. here. I mean, and it can if be, he can take can do, away they, some numbers from WWE like in, in a little bit, I think that's probably a little bit of a win for him. You know yeah, I mean? and the Suzuki, if, the, the, the Suzuki Danielson match, which is – it could headline the Tokyo Dome if they want to do it in New Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I think it could devolve into an angle more than a match itself. Uh, and I think that's the purpose of it. It's like, oh, you know the angle we were going to do to set up this thing down the line? Let's do it now. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do that now. Uh, and I think it or it's going to be a, a solid thing. It's gonna, There's no way you're going to get those two guys in the ring to do that and not have something special from it. No matter what, we're getting something cool. Brock Lesnar is going to be on the show. You're going to have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. That's been a fun, interesting storyline. I thought we were done with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns as an interesting storyline. It's certainly compelling on SmackDown. Uh, Becky Lynch, she wasn't supposed to be a heel. Remember, she wasn't supposed to be a cool heel, but now she's a she's a heel. Crowds don't like Becky. They like booing Becky. I did uh, find and- it very interesting this week, by the way, that she told Ryan Satin that, no, she did not request to be a heel, as was previously reported. I forget by whom, uh, but that, that was not the case. She was told, we want you to be a heel when you come back, which makes the decision all the more stupid. Uh, they would bring back one of their most over superstars that people were begging and clamoring to see and who genuinely want to cheer for and go, no, we're going to make them hate you. Good luck. Good luck. Cause it ain't working. Well, the crowds are booing. Uh, are they kind of, it's kind of mixed. It's, it's the people it's, it's again, this they're, is, not, we, quiet. We, we, How we, they're we, not quiet. They're not quiet. We've heard Dutch talk about this before. They're splitting the audience. They're splitting the audience. So the people who yeah. are booing for, for Becky is because they, they like Bianca more. So it's like, who's who's more over in this situation? Or who do the fans want to cheer for more? You're going to have your Becky people. You're going to have your your Bianca people. And that's where the boos are going to come from. They're going to come and from I think, I think especially with female wrestling fans that I talk to, that's something they like their favorites. Doesn't matter who their favorite is up against. If their favorite is a heel. They want their favorite to win. And 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 these are two audi- these are two audiences that are on different sides of the spectrum and they are definitely have female fan bases. So I think that's an interesting play across the board though. Wrestling fans for better or for worse are a lot smarter than what they were. Look at Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is shattering merchandise records. He is selling stuff as a villain, as a villain selling stuff as hot as John Cena was in his heyday as a baby face. That tells you everything you need to know about your audience as a wrestling fan. Let's get into this other topic. WWE was supposed to have a pay-per-view in my town of Chicago for TLC. Oh, I'm so and sorry. And have abruptly... Uh, uh, I've been robbed, Cassidy. I've been robbed. Uh, we uh, Chicago just does not get proper premier professional wrestling events, the pay-per-view level. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Kev. Uh, Kevin's got, got done joining us for the day. How are you doing? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> 
that malarkey. Malarkey, I tells you. Uh, so, uh, Chicago, one more time. I'm booting you out and blocking you. you no, you got to drive out to me. That's going to happen, buddy. I got to drive five hours. All right. So, Cassidy, the big change here uh, no longer a TLC pay per view. Uh, and I'm, even though I'm in Chicago, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to do a loop here. They made it a SmackDown instead of a pay per view. Uh, that'll be on the 18th. Uh, and they'll do a loop. They'll do Milwaukee the following Monday. They have a super show. They're going to do that Saturday that was added recently. So this has kind of been in motion here for a while now. Uh, and I don't mind it because they're going to be doing this big uh, WWE uh, New Year's Day special uh, with, as a pay-per-view, which I which I think is actually a really cool idea. Uh, I know that's a Nick Khan concept. He's been behind that and has put that out there. Uh, different Khan. Uh, what do you think of this? Uh. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see them make change like that and drop a pay-per-view. And aren't they, it wasn't supposedly because it was too close to the Atlanta pay-per-view they're going to do or whatever. Now. Yes. Atlanta pay-per-view Which, is the new year's we, day concept. And they didn't want something so close after survivor series yeah, as well. We, we Atlanta rarely get stuff. Go Atlanta. Boom. So whatever. Go Atlanta. <laughs> either way, either way you're down for it. Last you time yeah. WWE had a Cincinnati pay-per-view was 2006, but okay. Yeah. You guys just keep complaining about losing. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not even a medium market. You know, you got to go to those big towns that matter, Rick. That's the important part. You got to go where people want to be. You got to go where people want to be. I'm going to get in my car after this show is over and drive to Chicago, <laughs> shove my foot. So anyway, can, can you, um, well, New Year's in Atlanta is a big deal. Actually, yeah. they do a big thing. They have the uh, the Peach Bowl, I think, is there usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the Peach Bowl or the SEC? It's the Peach Bowl every year. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's something, or Chick-fil-A Bowl or whatever it is there at the stadium. So there will be a lot of people in town. They'll be there the next day. So now you can extend that New Year's Eve, New Year's Day thing, whatever. So it's not a bad idea to put that pay-per-view in Atlanta, especially on that day. And, no. and I, don't, I don't hate dropping TLC either because it's one of those – I mean, if you look at wasn't it last year's TLC, like the biggest titles that were defended on the entire show were the were the women's tag team titles. Like that was it. Like they didn't have any of the singles titles like defended on that show. They obviously didn't give a, a whole lot of crap about it. Um, and it, no, honestly, that was the Firefly Funhouse, the big Inferno match. Right, right. That was yeah, but that was the main event. There was you're, you're, th- you're thinking the year before when they did. Right. The crap. year before. But still. All right. Like this is. This is a pay-per-view that is just kind of like basically, hey, we're, we're running out the clock until Royal Rumble season. Like that's basically yeah. what TLC is. And, and this so, new and, this New Year's Day concept sounds like a bigger deal. It sounds like they yeah, want to do something fresher. Yeah, right. Sure. Something fresher. And there's no point in having a pay-per-view on the 18th and then doing a pay-per-view on the 1st because we're just going to end up with a lot of rematches. And you remember how that went before when they were rotating like a SmackDown pay-per-view and then two weeks later they're doing a Raw, then two weeks later it was back and forth. So that didn't go well either. So mm-hmm. I, I and, thought it was weird last year when they did the payback pay-per-view a week after SummerSlam, but that actually did turn out to be okay. They basically yeah. it was basically a rollover. It was like we don't have time to put these matches on SummerSlam, so we're gonna put these matches uh on payback. And then of course it was, a, it was the B sides of, yeah. of uh, it was the deep cuts, though the ones we couldn't fit on the album. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then we still got Roman Reigns winning the universal title, a title he still holds, which by the way, again, if you missed the announcement earlier, I did talk to Paul Hammond today. That interview is going to drop on the Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube channel uh tomorrow morning. So make sure any salacious statements from one Mr. Paul Heyman in this interview. Always always uh i did have to ask him about the uh the spark between himself and uh kayla braxton uh, and he gave a uh, hilarious answer uh to that one as well i also did ask him because if you look at brock lesnar in particular he has had a lot of high marquee um rivals you look at Kurt angle you look at roman reigns obviously uh goldberg undertaker i asked paul Heyman, who's his best one who, who's his top 
rival. And he gave me, I would say a somewhat predictable answer, but still a very, very good answer. And, and one of the ones that he went a lot of detail into. So uh, again, there's some good stuff in there. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, you're just watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sports Geeta Wrestling YouTube channel. That's where you'll be able to catch all that stuff first. And you can also get it in our podcast channel as well, available on Apple and Spotify and all wherever you pay KSDs. Uh, Cassidy, tell me about this uh, this new web series you've launched, which seems <laughs> like um, it seems yeah. like something that maybe is out of the brain of like those Japanese supporter wrestling fans where they just want to be brutalized and give money to wrestlers and go eat steak and drink with them. Right. Um, this seems like you're a glutton for punishment here. Cassie well, takes chops from pro wrestlers. Yeah, it's the name of the yeah. web series. You can check mm-hmm. it out on bodyslam.net's YouTube channel. This is just recent. You just launched this. Who two, came two up with this idea? It, two episodes. Me. it was me and one of my buddies, because like I hang out with a lot of these guys a lot anyway. So it's not, un- <laughs> it's not very uh, unrare for them just to be bullshitting and just me take a chop just standing there hanging out anyway so i was like i need to just make this happen a little bit more and just do this more often and you know I've, it's whatever it's fun right it's good content it hurts i'm not gonna lie bro some of this a chop is fun as somebody who's been in the ring i'll take a back bump i'll take a a falcon arrow every day of the week don't take those over a chop oh hell yes hell i'll take okay flex over a chop yeah well, I went, I went hard right out the gate, chop. too. Yes. Yeah, well, that's why I went with J.D. Drake right out the gate. I was like, man, if we're going to go, let's just uh, t- let's jump in the deep end right away because, you know, it's either going to be you, – you can either – that's that's probably like the high water mark, I think. So it's going to be – people are going to have to match that. So I know about where to – what to expect. All right. So, so that was, do, you that have was any more, do you have any more brutal chest bruising, blood blistering uh, episodes coming up? Oh, concert? my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this weekend, last weekend, I was in Atlantic City for GCW's uh, Fight Club weekend. So I hung out there with everybody and I filmed seven episodes. So I've got uh, seven more episodes. Uh, we did one with Marco Stunt. That was uh, that was fun. And look, you laugh, but little dude made me bleed, bro. He got my neck and throat area on the collarbone. I was bleeding, had a thumbprint and handprint on my throat. Made me squat down, but he was like, can you squat? I was like, got to give him his body. He got me. He got me. You're you're taking the punishment. It hurt. So I did Marco's stunt. We did uh, Jordan Oliver. I did Charlie Tiger, another young dung and broke. Uh, Colby Carino, he got me. Catalyst wrestling champion Colby Carino as well. Uh, Then uh, Effie. (sighs) Effie laid into me, man. It It was stiff. Effie got me good. But the one that people are going to want to watch, I think, is AJ Gray. So, uh, yeah, he turned me into King Hippo, man. I fell like 10 <laughs> feet back and like slid across the floor. Uh, it hurt. I put a little on my Instagram. I think I tweeted it. If you go to my Twitter, which is right there on Twitter, you can uh, find a tweet I put out where I showed a – I took a screenshot of right after he he hit me and I stood up and walked back to the camera. And you can see it's – oh, God, dude, it's rough. Uh, I, and, I've uh, taken some. I've taken some of these as yeah. like bits and different things with comedy shows back in the day. When mm-hmm. I was in college, we would have. Uh, I was at WXAV, Saint Xavier University. I thought it'd be a really cool thing as a radio guy because there wasn't any web. We weren't take, doing video or anything like that. This is like early two thousands. Dating myself, I thought the that people need to hear. They need to hear it. So I was like, well, I'll, t- I'll take a, like a light one. And every time we'd have a wrestler, and I'd take a chop, and they were uh, brutal. They're brutal. They're brutal. Yeah, and. The la- one of the last ones I did was my first. The first uh, female uh, guest on the show will be uh, Masha Slamovich. 
she laid into me too, man. Hers was recently was signed with uh, MLW Impact or with yeah. Impact or Imp- Impact Wrestling. Impact, me. yeah. So yeah, she was excited. She she really she really had fun with that one. Uh, Who's so your dream great. chop guest? Who's your dream? The they 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 light you up. Who has to be on the show? <sighs> man, I like an idiot. Like I don't know why I asked Char- uh, Chris Dickinson while we were backstage, but he said he didn't want to do it, and I was yeah, but I was like, that's probably for the better for you, and I was like. Hmm. Well, I was trying to do this for you people. So my... <laughs> the the mm. the one person that I I was almost more curious to take a chop from that I never did, uh, which is weird since I I trained with him for over a year. But I have heard that the most vicious chop, maybe short of Walter, comes from Jimmy Yang. So if you ever get a chance to take a chop from Jimmy Yang, that might be one you you want to do, but you might not want to. I do. can look at it. he's in the Atlanta area. I'll, I'll see what's up with that. But if you watch the first episode that of my show, uh, it was JD Drake and Anthony Henry recently released NXT's Asher Hale was standing there with us because he's in episode two. He didn't ch- he didn't chop me. He gave me a chest kick because he says he's a kicker. So I took a chest kick from Anthony Henry in the second one. But in uh, episode one. Anthony says uh, right out, he's like, I'm taking chops from both Walter and J.D. Drake, and J.D.'s are worse. He says Walter's sound good, but J.D.'s, it's not always the sound. It's, it's, yes. uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's from his mouth right there. So, like, <laughs> you know. It all, depends, it all depends on where you hit, too, right? Oh, like, yeah. The first one I ever threw in a match, uh, I accidentally did, like, an uppercut. And I hit the dude in the ribs, hit him across the chest, and he, oh my I god, I, I knew the receipt was coming, man. Mm-hmm. He, well, watch, we got an episode where that happens too. So if you just keep what you you totally laid out a future episode of this one, uh, Jordan Oliver does not. He gets me a little low. He gets me a little low, right under, right where the upper rib and the sternum yeah. come together. It was, I was like, he was like, oh, I kind of missed. It's like, no, you didn't. You got me. You got me, bro. <laughs> right in the upper bread basket. Now you got me. That's uh, a medical but, uh, term. The upper bread basket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The upper bread basket. Yeah, it's, it's, right, right near, it's right here near the upper dorsimus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, My grandpa weird. was a doctor, so I know these things. <laughs> he really was. But, uh, uh, I think he'd be upset that you called it the upper bread basket. So he would. He'd be so mad at me. Uh, but no, I have a lot, uh, a lot of stuff planned. I'm going to do, I'm going to keep doing these. Uh, I got, some more shows coming up. Uh, Nyla Rose wants to chop me. So that's going to be, she told me to write my will. Okay. So, yeah, that go. sounds oh, fun. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, and that, that's a healthy thing to do as an adult is to have mm-hmm. that. Prepared. I mean, do that anyway. This is good advice. You got all that wretch. You got all that wrestling merchandise behind you. You know, somebody's got, somebody's got to leave with that. You know, you know, yeah. what, you know? Ny- so, Nyla yeah. puts you six feet under with one, with one, one, one chop from God there. And you're just like, who, who's getting the, who's getting the Macho Man? uh legends edition like what's what's going on here uh yeah, so you were you're at gcw uh mm-hmm. it's it's uh we've seen uh the pandemic is odd you know like there was there were stop and starts with it there were some people that are trying to do shows with it when it was too early uh and rick's involved in independent wrestling i am as well and more of a broadcast role with aaw but you got to see gcw this weekend mm-hmm. uh it, it's Month to month it's getting progressively bigger and bigger it was it was ramping up we thought at the end of 2020 like Vaccines are here. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, like, and I saw it a little bit with AEW shows. Then things were pulled back, and now things are kind of ramping up again. How do you th- how do you feel uh, things are going out there? Because there's some people who are still hesitant Man. to go to anything, and then there's plenty of people that are just gung ho about everything now. 
I I have I did the ones in New York two weeks ago too. There were the uh, emo fight. I was only up there for that one. So I've I've got a few here recently, and uh, you know I didn't get sick. But my friend Kate from uh, she does the Fightful post show. She we were hung out the whole weekend in Atlanta, uh, in New York, and she she got COVID on her way back, probably on the train. But still, you know you never know. You can get it from anywhere, man. So I think you're just you, you know just do whatever what they say, whatever mandates are in their get order, and just. Yeah, shot, shot. Right? I got mine, you know, yeah. but she had hers, but still, if you, yeah, if you're people get going to events like this, definitely get your shots. If you, if your mm-hmm. hesitation is, I don't want to get it because this is, or you, you don't have any belief not to get it. You just don't want to get it. Right. If you're going to be going to stuff, get your shots. Like yeah. I got COVID a month and a half ago. Rick, Rick was aware of it. Uh, and I don't know if I've ever said it. So I got it and it laid me out for two or three days, but uh, I have my shots already. So I felt fine. I was good to go. The day I tested clear, I was at Riot Fest. I was I was at a show with with a bunch of different people, and I was clear to go, and I was out of my system, and I was I was fine. I wasn't transmissible, and I think it's responsible and stuff like that too. And and um, you know, and it was also something where I was working wrestling shows, and I had to communicate with people, and I was told mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we're okay, everyone's fine," you know. And and there's some relief in that. You don't want that, you know. I don't think anybody wants that too. And that, that's something I've heard from people in the wrestling community in locker rooms. I don't want to be the guy who gives it to somebody or gives it to someone's family. You know? Correct. The same the same exact thing. And as somebody who actually had it back in October last year and then gave it to my entire family and watched my wife go to the hospital while she was pregnant with our son. Uh, yeah. You don't want none of that. You don't, you just yeah. don't. I've had it, I got it three times total in the last three times. Years. Yeah. I had it once right there at the beginning when, cause right there in March last year, I, when, I was, when no one knew, when what no one knew. Exactly. And yeah. I had it before that too, I think, cause I didn't, before okay. anybody knew to get tested, like in January, yeah. I was sick the entire month of January, just dead, just like yeah. couldn't do anything. Right. When I got I, back, there, there, there were some people coming back from the Royal rumble and, uh, and I heard they were talking about like, Hey, the Royal Rumble flu or something like that, which is fine. You go, you go somewhere else, you mm-hmm. get the flu or something like that. This was a different case. That's why I was telling me that. Oh, I, I got flu, a really but... nasty. I got a really nasty flu at the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah, so dude. it may have been here a lot longer than we even, mm-hmm. knew, you know? Yeah. I, I think I had it in January and didn't know. Cause I, I've never been that sick from like a flu, but it hung around for a month. And then times. in times. March, I got it again in March. I'm pretty sure uh, this is again, like they wouldn't test me in my hospital for some reason, because I don't ever run a 98.6 fever. I'm like 97 or something anyway so i'm always running cold so when i had 101.7 fever they're like mm, that's not high enough i'm like but i usually i'm never 98.6 so this is really really high for me and they wouldn't like put me in the test because that was when they were being real like weird about like you have to be above this temperature to even get tested yeah. and I, I knew i had it i knew i had it because i'm like added 1.2 degrees to that and i'm like where you need me to be but they wouldn't they don't they were like that's not how a temperature works pretty <laughs> Sure, that's how a temperature works. So I never got, you know, never got to prove it. But again, I was the entire month of March when I got because I went to uh, Revolution in Chicago. On I was there. There, yeah, I was there for that. And then a week after that, I went to Philly for my birthday to do Elimination Chamber and came back. And then two days after, I got home and I was done. I was sick for the rest of the month of March. So yeah, I think and they wouldn't test me. They wouldn't like. That's when I couldn't get tested to find out. And then. uh, yeah, earlier this year, even after I had the shot earlier this year, I I got sick and I got tested once, and then I was good three days later, like you like you said. So, it was weird. So, so you've been covering this. Uh, you covered one of the biggest jumps from WWE. It was mm-hmm. Brian Danielson coming over, and seemingly he was one that didn't leave WWE on bad terms. He just wanted to do something different, and AEW offered him something different, and he came over. Uh, uh, 
compared to some other people, quite amicably over to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, when you got that information, uh, did you know it was going to be as big of a story as it was going to be? Because it certainly blew up that way. Definitely. And it was one of those that people kept asking me, like, well, how confident are you that this is going to happen? I was like, yeah, guys, I don't think you come back from this one if you miss it. You know what I mean? This is one of those. It doesn't matter what I reported after that. I could be like, hey, the sky's blue today. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, remember when you told said Daniel Bryan was going to – you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it was like you couldn't – you can't come back from that. And I was – you know, that's how – confident I was in it. I knew how big it was going to be too, because it'd be the one that I wouldn't live down or it'd be the one that, like you said, like you introduced me as the guy that broke that story. So I and, and a lot of, and a lot of make me or break me. A lot of people are, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, w- I wish you were, I wasn't just tying your name to one story, but a, mm-hmm. a lot of people know you for that. And there's worse things. Yeah. I knew that. For. I knew that was, I knew that's how it was going to be. That's what people are going to, it's, that's the one that will like legitimize me really. When I've been yeah. doing that, I've been nailing stuff for years and nobody really pays <laughs> attention except for a couple of the sites. But yeah, you know, it's the one that everybody would pay attention to because he was that big. You know, his name is so big that, like, it's going to get people that aren't the diehard real, like, I'm going to read the sheets every day, people to start paying attention. And, you know, that got picked up everywhere. You know, New York Post had uh, reported it and credit inside of me, Forbes, you know, like all these places that don't really, you know. Cover the sheets. Cover the sheets that much. You know, we're picking up this one. So that's how I knew it. I knew it was going to be big like that. So that's yeah. why I wanted to. I had so a similar a thing a few years ago. Go ahead, Rick. Get in there. Yeah, I was going to say, so when when you're getting ready to, to, to drop the hammer, so to speak, you know, how, what what was the, the feelings like, you know, because you're getting ready to break this story. You're like, well, how, much, was, how much sleep did you lose? You know, were you nervous? I didn't, I didn't sleep for a week. Yeah. I didn't sleep for a week. And I was nervous anyway, because that same day, uh, I was I wasn't gonna report drop it that day, but Sean reported CM Punk the same day, and I'd already been hearing about Punk too from the same like at the same circle. So I was like, I was kind of working up some Punk stuff, which I did report on after the Brian. You know, he's gonna report. I, de- I reported he was gonna debut in Chicago and the United. And Center the news stuff. the news dropped like that. It was all mm-hmm. within like seventy two hours. So that's it, but once Sean came out with that one, I was like, ah, I need to put this one out as quick as possible because if that went out, and I'd heard about him too a little bit, but. I was like, I got to get this one out too. So I, I, I rushed my timetable a little bit more than I'd, uh, I'd planned. But yeah, it put me into overdrive, man. I started having to really make some phone calls and Old do things a lot. Meltzer, Sean Rossap strikes again. Yeah, he oh, definitely kicked it. Boys. The, the He's my buddy. About, yeah, I know. Sean's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, Sean, and, and Sean told me he didn't sleep for like 11 days on, on like Dude. the CFO stuff. But the other thing that's crazy about these two reports is, is like neither of those contracts were like signed until like the day that they debuted, which yeah. is a crazy thing. So you're 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 sitting here saying, yeah, these guys are going, but it wasn't official until like they were out there. So there was still that possibility of always, well, <laughs> maybe Vince comes back and makes an offer and, and Daniel can't refuse it. A couple of years lie. ago, a couple of years ago, that was a couple of years ago. This is uh, end of 19 going into 2020. I'm at a different website. All right. And I'm doing a lot of the same things I'm doing here. And I have some very good friends out there that you guys would both know. And we could share their names over beers. Eh, whatever. It was WrestleZone. So I'm working at WrestleZone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I'm working at WrestleZone. And I get uh, I get a, like, a very late night text from people involved with WrestleZone saying we have this. You're going to know about this. And I want you to know about this because on this day when we drop it, I need you to be ready to go live with the story and the link in the description and the video and the live stream and all that. Right. So it was all right. And we had graphics made and everything. And I knew for about, I want to say four days that edge was going to come back at the Royal rumble. 
and we we knew about it and we were we were verified in our source and it was it lined up with different things we had been following up with and so we had to keep quiet for four days and and also like you're like somebody else could find this out and beat us to it whatever but we were we were asked don't say anything until this day by the source like we i will give you this information but please do not put anything out until this day because we think at that point people are going to know anyway all right so they're like all right. okay so we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting <laughs> And then the night before, uh, there there is some hesitation of from our source of whether or not he should have actually told us this. <laughs> and then and then we get and then this source reaches out to somebody else and says, "No, nah, I got the green light. We're good to go. You guys want to go with it? We're good to go." And I was like, I woke up to the news of, "Yeah, we have the green light to go with the story." And so, and you don't want to piss anyone off, you know what I mean? Mm. There's 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 been things we've known about that come out in the news, and you're asked not to say anything, and you do the respectful thing because you're asked not to if it's off mm. the record. So. That's part of telling these big stories, you know? Uh, and then at the same time, we're still fans because I don't want to like completely ruin, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. a really special thing. Uh, I would have been fine with just watching Ed show up at the Royal Rumble and not knowing it was going to happen. Uh, but uh, but it was all right. I, mind you, we didn't know he was going to show up at the Royal Rumble. We just knew he was coming back to WWE. I can, uh, I can relate to that one, man, because that was what I do with Daniel Bryan. I was sitting on that for two weeks that he was uh, actually well, – that they bumped up his return timetable. You are like that. It wasn't going to be grand, uh, grand slam anymore that it had been moved to all out. I had been sitting there for two weeks on that. And, uh, I got, you know, same thing. My source told, well, I got told you can say it, you know, next week, just wait until next week. Cause everybody mm -hmm. will know about it next week. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I got my, uh, I got my denial for uh, media credentials for all out in the email <laughs> Friday. And I was like, well, I don't have to worry about not getting, I don't have to worry about it now publish. So I'm like, I, I really posted four days you know early. I'm actually glad it wasn't just me that got declined for the credit for the credentials for all out. Cause I swear that was to the God, first time I'd ever been denied, bro. Ever Damn. in two years, in two Damn. years, I, I was not happy, man. I was one of like 12 people who got invited to, to Tampa Bay to watch WrestleMania. I couldn't go to all out. I'm so damn pissed. I'm like, what the F is yeah. going on? Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. No, I, I was, I think I'm, I think I was grounded. I was in timeout for uh, that two weeks of just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you heard Tony go on uh busted open and mention me by name and say that everything I written was erroneous. And then all of it came true. So, you know, I was grounded, I, but Hopefully I'll see everybody at the scrums at full gear. You know, I got, we'll see what's up with that. Shit. Well, I got to take we'll it see. one way or the other. I got to take it one way or the other. Like I did for all out. They needed me for dynamite that week and rampage that week, but then denied me for all out. Hmm. I was like, okay. Interesting. All right. All right. Interesting. But well, I didn't, whatever, I didn't... whatever. You know, I saw Tony at the after party. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now I did see you tweet out today that you had uh, you were planning on dropping another scoop. I don't know if you uh, had dropped the uh, drop, you did drop it. So I, I did. didn't see it. So you probably dropped it while I was talking to Paul Heyman. Yeah. What's, what's you probably pressed a pressed another missile that fired off. And, and, <laughs> no, that one I was I was gonna do it last night, but I figured I'd do it today because it was kind of late when I was finished up with it last night. And I was like, ah, it'll get more it'll get more traction and people see it today. But uh, I got an update on Mance Warner's uh, contract with MLW when it expires. Uh, it expires at the end of January 2020 to 2022. Yeah, so next year. So next January will be two years after he signed. Uh, and then he's a free agent, can do pretty much whatever he wants, whenever he wants, because there's no non-compete and all that good stuff. So, uh, And he had actually teased that a little bit a couple weeks ago in a, in a tweet that he put out. Like He tweeted something or quote tweeted uh, – MJF and said he's got till February or he's safe until February. 
So I was like, okay, I think I know what, and I've been working on it anyway. So then I finally got confirmation and everything that his contract expires at the end of January. So yeah, he's good to go after that, wherever he wants to go. So that was my, that was my today was Mance Warner update. Been That's having some fun it. with Mance and uh, AAW recently with the he's great, man. crew. Uh, and uh, I believe he got some blood on me the last time we had to cut a promo together. So that was interesting. Uh, very, very quite, quite the performer and, and, uh, is getting into the best shape of his career. I would mm-hmm. say he's, he's absolutely fantastic. I think, I think he'd be a great addition if AEW could get him. Uh, well, I mean, they had interest him, in him. Anybody can get him. They, they had interest in him last year before the pandemic too. Cause he was, uh, I'd reported he'd been backstage numerous times at dynamites and he was backstage at revolution, uh, in Chicago. Um, yeah. so they, they were interested, but they, uh, MLW wouldn't negotiate, let him out of his contract and wouldn't negotiate. He, he was with like all that. in, he was at all in as well. I don't believe he mm-hmm. worked the show. He didn't uh, work the show. I, yeah. He, he couldn't, I believe he was with MLW at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it all lines up. I mean, he, he'd be the perfect type of guy that would fit in for them too. You know, I, I would say like, yeah, yeah, that'd be, unless you're going to do something really, really cool in NXT or have a great offer from new Japan or impact. That's the ideal destination for you. Yeah. You're talking well, about people jumping. Both. There yeah, was interest. Oh, from absolutely, NXT. Yeah, yeah. I there, heard. There, there I heard that too. It's in my report that there was interest from that. I heard there was interest from AEW and NXT, but we'll see what he chooses. But I, you got to think that the better fit. Like you said the better fit's got to be somewhere that allows him a little bit more creativity on his own end, like AEW. Uh, now, Rick, I put this out to you before. We've talked for the last months about people jumping to AEW. Some of those contracts that AEW signed at the beginning. Coming up next year, mm-hmm. conversation's going to flip the other way. Well, we also got some interesting names coming up soon for, for WWE. Absolutely. Well. So let, 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 is, if this is the man who covers the jumps. Who's jumping from ship to ship? This guy's in the little boat. Look at him go from pirate ship to pirate ship. I think Cassidy. we have an idea. I think we have a good idea who is not happy with their spot in WWE and probably isn't going to re-sign a contract. You know, I think we all can see that one. It's been pretty obvious, and he looks like he's getting that Mox or that uh, Dean Ambrose Moxley treatment too. Dean Owens, oh, I don't think. Certain, would that be a certain guy who's getting his butt kicked by a guy named Madcap Moss all of a sudden? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, see, so Kevin I would Owens not, is on his way out. I would. I haven't heard anything. You know what I mean? But I think it's pretty obvious from you know all of our standpoint. You know, it's been there's I, been I'm, reports. I'm, I'm, I'm not there. completely sold on him going. I'm not completely yeah. sold on him going uh, because my my thought process is I think the bandwidth that AEW has right now is pretty full for people jumping there. Like, are you going to be the person that jumps over there and no one's going to really like think of it the same way they did someone else going there? And that isn't to say that it isn't that you aren't special. Mm-hmm. Just there's people went to WCW. It's like, oh, yeah, this happens now. People just, yeah, you're on the other show. And now they show up in the show. And once that starts to happen, those jumps don't become interesting. You know, now you got to do something when you're there and and you're almost running in, in in thick mud a little bit. All right, well, yeah, you came over here, so what are you doing? You know, like that started to happen. And I think there's some comparisons you can make now that are going to be a little bit more, even more elevated because the standard that AEW, the standard that WWE wants for those big moments when people come over, when a Royal Rumble surprise thing happens, when somebody shows up on Dynamite, I would say is the, the comparison. People are going to have higher expectations for these appearances. Uh, so with Owens, I would say the same, the, the same thing is true. And I don't know, putting him in the stable with, with, uh, a whole bunch of guys, I, I think there's more, he's proved he's worth more than just being in a group with a bunch of other people. right now. Yeah. But that, that's, that's my only take, but at the same take, he's not really doing a whole lot right now. So no. if, he's, if he's not going to do a whole lot, might as well just go over and have some friend, fun with your friends at the same point. Now to this other case, 
yeah, it kind of looks like he's getting the Dean Ambrose treatment, but it could also just be the Cesaro early this year treatment where, hey, you haven't signed your contract yet, so we're not really going to do anything yeah. with you until you put pen to paper. Which makes sense. I mean, you know what I mean? If you're worried about why, why would not, you Why would you why put would this you, guy over and have him right, leave? On his way out the door. You know what I mean? When yeah. you've, you know, you, you, yeah, you, why would you do that and make, his, make him more valuable to your competitor? You know We're having mean? this totally conversation agree. now, and then, you know, Kevin Owens wins the Royal Rumble at the end of yeah. January. So Which I, I think <laughs> would be a very good indicator of what yeah. is he, going to happen got, for there. He got drafted. He got drafted and got drafted relatively high yeah. um, and, and moved over to Raw with a lot of, a lot of big names. So, that's an indicator to me that they would like to do something with him. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I think from WWE standpoint, they want to re-sign him. It's just all about, well, okay, can they come up? I think it'd be pretty easy to re-sign him if you promise to do what he wants, basically. But uh, we'll, we'll see if they, uh, yeah. if, if they actually do it. Um, not, not to say that, uh, you know, or, or, or um, could, could give anything away here, but if you had to take a guess, on the first name from AEW to make that jump over to WWE. Yeah. Who would you guess would be the guy? Or you know, I might guess Brian Cage. Lines you know? up. There's a guy they brought over. They had high hopes for. At least people had high hopes for him. Le left Impact as the World Impact World Champion. And there was no AEW Impact relationship at that time. You know? Mm -hmm. So he comes over. And yeah, he gets put into some stuff with, uh, you know, with Moxley, but you know, he's not going to take the belt off of him and he gets put with Taz, which is pretty, pretty cool. Right. But now, uh, you know, injuries, different things like that yeah. too, have, have kind of put, taken him out of the picture, but Brian cage is not the wrestler he was when he went to AEW. That's just yeah. clear. Uh, you know, there, some people for lack of a better phrase, it happens in WWE. It's bound to happen in AEW. And this isn't a shot. Anyone, this is just trying to tell a story yeah. with a circus. Not everyone gets to have the highlight that they want. You know, some people get lost in the shuffle. That just isn't the way it goes. And you have to develop, you know, fresh new stars. I think that's what they're trying to do, but he's a guy you brought in that had high expectations. And I would completely see that. I, I think it'd be a real heel move. If MJF said, yeah, I'm going to WWE. And th that would be the ultimate heel thing to do. Mm -hmm. And he could go there and be a real heel. And then WWE fans wouldn't like him because he's the all elite guy. <laughs> and, and all elite fans wouldn't like him because he isn't an all elite guy anymore. Uh, I think that'd be, it would work. <laughs> it, it would, the thing it is, storyline wise, it would work the best for him to do that. Uh, and um, there's a handful of other people I think could benefit it, from it as well. So I think some tag teams could be, do some interesting things. I think Bear Country could be really cool in WWE. I know they're not really super locked into a deal, and they have made one of those lower tier deals. I think they do. Uh, who knows? And Jer Jericho could, lower tier deal. Yeah, and have Jericho could have uh, Jericho could have this nice little legacy run back in WWE, Kip, even with all Kip the things Sabian. he said about him. Yeah, Kip Sabian's another one. Yeah, Kip would be great. They need they need some big English talent that would could can do the crossover thing and play in the states mm -hmm. as well. I mean, I he lives here. He lives in he lives in Florida. Oh yeah, Doesn't so, he? so he, he's ours. He may have the accent, but you know he's Florida bound. You know, you can see yeah. him at Universal Studios. I, I, I really do like the the Brian Cage shout too, by the way, because I, I I believe WWE was reportedly interested in bringing him over when he did go to to AEW, mm -hmm. and he just seems like Vince's kind of guy, just a big yeah. thick mf'er who's just going to destroy people when he gets there muscles so, that can move man yeah yes. exactly. exactly that is that is vince's prototype which is again why i'm stunned that he let ron Strowman go but anyway uh you know it, it, it is what it is there's, there's nothing i'm going to talk about on that one there's some stuff there <laughs> but nothing i can nothing i'm going to talk about on that one that i can't say 
Appreciate it. Protect your business. Protect mm-hmm. your business, Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Off the record. Mm-hmm. Off the record after we're done recording. You can uh we'll we'll run down the card here for Crown Jewel here, which is coming up in about a week. But before we do the one thing I wanted to bring up here, and I didn't check you with this, Rick. WWE is gonna run a lot of stadiums in the next year. They're gonna run a lot of stadiums. This has been reported today. Uh tickets for the Royal Rumble went on sale at the dome at the America Center. Uh, for a Royal Rumble in a dome, 66,000. This has been something they've been wanting to do with their big quarterly events. And the rumored number is around eight arena events for WWE in the next year and a half, which is a very, very big number, which would lead you to believe that it's going to be more than WrestleMania. WrestleMania could be two nights. Maybe that's two of those dates, right? Uh, and they could run more of those dates. Uh, maybe one of them's over in the UK that we heard about next summer. Uh, but this is the sense of then you have to have something bigger you have to have these big big matches uh and you have to maybe bring in some other names and celebrity elements and a another bad bunny has to be thrown on it to give it some uh superstar celebrity sizzle or wwe go ahead rick i said or bad bunny (laughs) or bad bunny (laughs) or bad bunny but i mean that was an example of it right uh i i think it's uh definitely a sense of wwe saying we've been away from live events for long enough if our house shows aren't going to be a big thing, our big premier capital events are going to be a massive thing for us. I'm going to a house show in December. I'm looking forward to it. They're fun, right? Uh, but these big stadium temple events are something I think the hardcore fan says, I'm going to wait and save my money on that to some degree as well, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, do the two are they do, do they still do two shows in Saudi Arabia? And did those count as stadium shows? Because those are always in a huge It isn't state. clear. The number we've heard is they're going to do eight within the next year and change. So that's so a lot. If you count, I mean, I would think that those two stadium yeah. shows in Saudi Arabia would count. So then you got six, yeah, you know, in the, in the states, and then what we get the usual four. Yeah, you know, we can maybe and, do the, and uh, there, there's it isn't it isn't determined yet, but they could be running a two night WrestleMania again in Dallas. Yeah, at a, at a stadium that would hundred thousand. Yeah, so uh, you know, but I, I like stadium shows. I think it's yeah. cool. I think it's it's good it's, as long as you can fill it. You know, it looks it's a spectacle, and and there, there's papering they can do with it too. You yeah. know, like you can give you can give away ten thousand tickets to, to advertisers and sponsors mm-hmm. and prize winners and stuff and, like that. And, and here's the thing: with some of these newer venues, uh, like SummerSlam, for example, when they were at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, these new places, man, especially football stadiums that are built and the acoustics are there, and they are built for home field advantages. It makes for an incredible atmosphere when you are there live. When Becky Lynch's music hit, the the desk that my laptop was on in the press box was shaking. It was that loud in the place, and that was only three-fourths full. So some of these newer places, it really does make for an incredible, incredible atmosphere. So that might be another reason why you know you're seeing you're seeing some of these. They're they're almost like doing the Super Bowl approach. Oh, we got a new stadium that's been built within the last six years. Okay, let's go play there. <laughs> They should, they should try out that stadium in Atlanta. That's that's a new one. It should be, you know, I, I, I would go. Hey, that's close to me. Paul Brown Stadium was built within the last thirty years. I think they should try that one personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm one of the. I'm I'm a White Sox fan, but I would not mind going to see a SummerSlam at a Wrigley Field. I think there'd be there'd be something really really that'd special cool. about something. That'd like be that. cool. That'd be a cool look. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a cool look, you know. And WWE trying different things in different venues through special events. I'm I'm okay with that too. Try doing something new. Try it, you know. Uh, Kev, before we get to to the Crown Jewel uh, preview, because uh, we we will not be having a show next week. We usually record yeah. uh, Thursday afternoons for Thursday night. Crown Jewel will be going on right during our record time, so we're going to take next week off, which is 
which is, you know. And we will be live after Crown Jewel, by the way. We'll have a live post show. Right. That. So th there's a lot going on there. So it's going to preempt our schedule next week. So we're going to do our Crown Jewel predictions uh, here on this show. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I want to know, and, and Cass, maybe you know more on this than uh, than maybe you could you could tell us here. But am I crazy? to think that the vignette that we saw on NXT this week, right? It was the, the female wrestler with the, the, the shovel saying that her past was dead and buried and I'm ready to start new again. Voice alteration, clearly a British accent. Am I crazy to think that this is Paige? Am I, am I crazy? That was the first name that popped into my head. And I'm sitting here and going, okay, it would be a damn miracle again but we've seen these before she's been teasing stuff on Twitter. I know everybody's sitting here saying, Oh, it's, it's Elias or it's this other person or it's Ember moon. And I'm like, that was clearly a British accent. It was clearly a female, somebody with a past that they want to bury and start again. Cass, am I nuts to think that this might be paid? Sherlock Cassidy Holmes cracked the case. I mean, don't we all, I don't know about you guys, but I think I hear page rumors at least once or twice a year anyway, but, and I had honestly had heard them a couple months ago. Somebody was, you know, sending me stuff that they were saying, Hey, look into page around survivor series. But I hear that every year. And this is right when she was teasing all that stuff too. So I was like, I think they're this, I just kind of didn't play. I didn't take much you know, into it because I was like, I think this person is just telling me stuff. He's based off what he saw on her Twitch or whatever, but you know, I saw that last week and I was like, shit, did I miss that? I dropped the ball on this. I maybe I, <laughs> that's honestly what I thought. I was like, shit, this person was feeding oh, me something so like two rich. months ago about page, but I get it at least once or like literally once or twice every year I start getting page stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't think they're going to let her wrestle. But when I saw that last week, I was, I literally was like, damn it. I might've screwed up and like not dug into that a little bit more than I, and, and, than I and, did. And, and WWE, WWE doesn't want to put somebody in the ring and have them get, you know, hurt beyond repair and, and they, mm -hmm. they they've taken a new approach at least in the last 10 10 15 years and said like like some people say oh why do they do it daniel bryan because daniel bryan wasn't honest about his injuries is there, yeah. he'll, he's open about that now and they were wanted to wait until they were absolutely sure uh and are they doing that same process with page we don't know because with daniel bryan it was a little bit easier to see that he was saying yes he was out there he was, he was making the media rounds. He was still a non-screen character, but yes, I want to be in the ring. I want to wrestle. That is what I want to do. Uh, and he was, you know, expressing that while performing on television and, and everyone kind of understood it. Like they just can't let him do it because of the concussions, but here he is trying with Paige. She said it and has this Twitch stuff, but it isn't that face fronting. And I do mm -hmm. think that she would want to go a different route. I think she would want to make it like a, here I am, you know, and, and she did that once before and it was surprising. Uh, it, it would certainly be a moment. And obviously to do it on NXT would be clever to do it on mm -hmm. NXT would be very, very clever. Cause you wouldn't have to put her on the road. You could put her in an isolated circumstance. I believe she lives in Florida. Am I correct? I think so, so. Uh, so, I mean, like you could do it in this kind of very isolated circumstance. All right. We're not throwing you right back out there. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. And he came back from the back injury. Yeah. You're going to do a, you're going to do this crazy match and come back and have a street fight, but you're going to do it Hunter and we're only going to do it now and then. All right. We're going to ease you back into us and see where we're at. And, uh, 
Who knows? Uh, I, Rick, I love your idea. I, I mean, if it isn't that, it'd be, Look, it'd be I'm, just, I'm just glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad Cass thought the same thing, honestly, because I'm sitting there, I'm putting it out on Twitter. And granted, I don't have the biggest following in the world, but I felt like I was shouting into a void and everybody thought that I was like, oh, it's that guy on the street corner. Everybody ignore <laughs> him. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy. The end is near and Paige will return at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I felt like when I tweeted that out. I'm like, God, am I an idiot here? This seems too damn obvious to me. Um, and who knows if she comes back as a, as an active competitor, they could bring her back to on screen. You know, it's just putting her. They on tried screen. manager before, right? Well, what yeah, what she, they tried to have her do? Yeah, and and that's the other thing. She she managed Absolution, which was Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. So Mandy Rose now looks like she might be the the next heir apparent to the NXT Women's Championship. That might be a great way to bring Paige back as well. I think it would also be smart for Paige to go back to NXT because if if you're not in the main event scene on the in the women's roster for Raw and SmackDown, they clearly don't give a damn about you because uh, we saw how the Queen's Crown tournament shook out. And the veterans, the veterans on NXT stand out when there's so many new faces. The people that have an established founding, Tomasa Champa stands out. Anyone on that show that it was there before this big overhaul, they they stand out. They they have a spotlight on them built in. Uh, Paige would have that that would be a very, very bright spotlight for her. If she and I think there's a lot of young, talented women that she would want to work with. Exactly. Wasn't she, like the, wasn't she the first women's champion? She was. She was the yeah, first so, I mean, NXT women's champion. Coming home, you know, coming back. To a title she claim. never lost. Yeah. She vacated that. So mm-hmm. there is something to be said for that. Still the but, only person to hold both the NXT women's title and Divas Championship at the same time. Oh, someone's getting ready for another trivia show down there, Rick. Okay. I do have another one of those coming up. We haven't finalized the date yet. I got to figure out. I got a title defense here. Uh, it's certainly it's going to be interesting. Uh, NXT is trying a lot of different, interesting things. Some of them are working. Some of them are not, but I, I'm a fan of WWE trying things, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm, I'm of, like, I'm a fan know? of Tony D. Tony D. What are you going to do about it? Casey? you going to say something? Cause I'm pretty sure. I, if you I absolutely you love those type of characters. Them you might want to zip it. The, the Mamelukes were some of my favorite WCW stuff of all time. So I love it. Bring it. I'm all in. I love that he literally put a dude in the trunk this week. Like, seriously. <laughs> and he's a baby face. <laughs> he's clearly a baby face. He's, the, the crowd loves him. Every, you, you Maybe they didn't intend for him to be a baby face, but the crowd says, no, man, we like you. It, it doesn't matter if he got over ironically. It doesn't matter how he got over. Got over. Over. He's over. He's one of those things that, that NXT said, here, we're going to throw all this shit up against the wall and see what sticks. That MF are stuck. I got to find out. He <laughs> is from up. Chicago, but I'm told he's not from Chicago proper. He's from Oak Park, which is a suburb just west, which is also a suburb known for having many, many, many organized crime ties. So maybe <laughs> he's in the right suburb. <laughs> Living the gimmick, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we get a Tony D'Angelo interview. We'll 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 ask for confirmation on that. Uh, Crown Jewel. This is WWE's uh, first big major international event. They did have that big UK tour, uh, but in terms of outside of the UK uh, and the United States, this is it. This is their first real big foray into a major international event, and it is under their very lucrative and profitable deal with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, this one has a lot on paper, Rick. What's the biggest match you think that fans will want to tune into to Peacock on a Thursday afternoon for and coming up oh, next week? God. Okay, seriously, man. Um, it all depends on the crowd, right? Because I think true, we, we've seen Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar a, a dozen times, but just the fact that you got Paul Heyman there, uh, again, interview dropping with him tomorrow, but the fact that you have Paul Heyman there 
and the roles have reversed. You have this monster heel in Roman Reigns. You got you got ponytail babyface Brock Lesnar, and we don't know where Heyman's allegiances truly lie because we know he he lies out of every corner of his mouth to save his butt. And he did they, he lie to you, Rick? Did he lie to you in this interview? You think he lied uh, to you? Yeah, he was totally a character, so everything was a lie. But anyway, <laughs> um, but. You know, the thing with with Heyman on television and that what they've done with this Roman Reigns character is, is everything that they tell you is literally what happens. They told they spoiled the ending to WrestleMania right in front of your face and still no one saw it coming. He literally smashed, stacked and pinned both Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania exactly how he laid it out. So Paul Heyman in this last week literally lays out, hey, why would I be doing this with Brock Lesnar in front of you? It would be the dumbest thing I could possibly do. It would be so bold and in your face and right there. And I'm sitting there going. Yeah, so it's probably going to happen now, right? They've done just enough to lay the seeds of doubt that maybe Paul Heyman is a double or maybe even a triple agent uh, to get intrigued, to get you intrigued in this matchup. So there's a lot of fresh paint on this Roman Reigns and uh, and Brock Lesnar matchup. All it that doesn't said, feel like a retread. It does no, not it feel like a retread. You have doesn't. two different completely inverses of the characters. Uh, Cass, how do you feel about Brock Reigns? Who do you got? I'm 50-50. I just know the match is going to be entertaining. I know that. Yeah, I, I can't I'm, decide who's going to win it. I'm interested in the match for yeah. once. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is – and I think it's because I really don't know who I think will win – who I think is yeah. going to win this one. And that that has me uh, – has my attention for once because usually I have a good feel. I'm horrible at predictions, by the way. Like, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I'm the absolute worst on our prediction shows that we do. Oh, horrible. I've lost by, like, 35 – points sometimes like because uh, we did two pay-per-views in the weekend i literally got one match right out of two pay-per-views you couldn't call somebody to find out what the match result was Bro, i start i start go i start not trusting my brain and going with my heart i'm like you know i drank a beer with that guy i'm gonna stop going for him and that's yeah. just what always happens and ended up just being just he gave losing. me a thumbs up one time when i saw him wrestle at a vfw i'm going with yeah him. yeah 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 exactly I did the same thing with people i interview it's like oh they wouldn't they wouldn't give they wouldn't give me this person unless they're going to do something really special at the pay-per-view no it turns out that's just all they could get to do the media tour that week really didn't have anything planned yeah everybody else was busy so yeah i i talked myself into thinking that that cassie lee was going to have like this huge run at the royal rumble because she did all the media that week and then she was in it for like five minutes and i'm like are you effing kidding me or should i say are you joking me but uh, it, it is what it is, but uh, I still think Roman Reigns is walking away with this because I think it would be dumb to take the universal title off of television because, uh, you know, Brock is not going to be there uh, very often. I believe that's been reported. This is his only match in 2020. He's heavily promoted on the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. uh, poster, so we know he's coming back for January. Look, there's not a lot of star power uh, on this SmackDown card starting on the 23rd. You drafted a lot of it over to Monday Night Raw for some dumbass reason. Uh, so I think they're going to keep the universal title and, and Roman Reigns in his prominent spot. I think Reigns is walking away with the belt on, on Thursday. It makes sense. But, yeah. uh, we have the WWE Championship on the line. Big E is the new fresh champion, but a man I spoke to recently who said he wants that title back now that he can compete for it and it's no longer on the waist of Bobby Lashley is Drew McIntyre. Drew getting the better of Big E this week on Monday Night Raw, but I just don't see that strap coming off Big E anytime soon. Hell no. Nah. Hell to the knock. This is this is going to be a nice uh, a nice cap, a nice uh, title retained for for Big E. Uh, it sucks that it's coming at the expense of McIntyre because he's clearly the uh, the guy the the challenger to step up to Roman Reigns with the most equity. 
but then he'd be coming off of basically three straight big losses, you know, losing yeah. to, uh, to Lashley and losing to somebody else. He, he needs uh, he needs something not title related. He needs something. He needs a grudge. He needs, he a needs personal to team up issue. with Famous on SmackDown and just dominate the tag team division. That is exactly what Drew McIntyre needs. Cassie, to do. there's this thing with Rick where if he doesn't see his fantasy booking on television, he gets angry at it. He gets angry at the show for not doing what he says on the Internet. So. I, I, I just, I'm just an idea guy. No, I'm yeah. not a man. I come up with good stuff. And I think I also think these guys can have a really good match too. I think they can have uh, oh. they have a physical dynamic between each other, which could be really interesting to me. This, uh, and I would this, I would look forward to that. This is Big E style. It's big meaty men bumping meat. Like this is mm-hmm. exactly what Big E wants to do. I think this is going to be a hell of a sprint. I don't expect this to be some 15, 20 minute classic. I expect this to be five, six. You want a five star classic? <laughs> Not me. Big meaty men slapping meat. This is going to be the shortest match on the card, uh, except for maybe the Queen of the Ring finals and the Goldberg match. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is. I, I I think I expect this to be a really heavy sprint, and I expect Big E to retain the title because again, it would also make no sense to then move the WWE Championship back over to SmackDown. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The triple threat for the WWE Women's SmackDown Championship: the man, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Uh, they're going to tease this big with Sasha and Becky going at it uh, on this coming Friday. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. There are some combustible elements to this. Uh, I like that we do get to see Bianca and Becky go at it again as they, their last match on pay-per-view was more of an angle with uh, Sasha coming back at the end. But I don't mind because the story has me hooked. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't expect Becky Lynch to, to, to hit for me as a heel. I obviously for some fans don't feel the same way, but she's certainly not a boring character. Uh, Bianca Belair still has a stake in the game as she got this flash attack and lost, but wants to prove something. And the boss always wants to be around the title and hasn't been uh, in, the, in the mix for a while here. Uh, and obviously, this is a compelling thing. This is a major match in Saudi Arabia where having these types of matches with women is certainly a rarity. Uh, and this will be another one that is different. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how this is presented and what limitations WWE may have to deal with here. Uh, I do feel that Becky Bex is keeping this belt. She's going to be the she's going to be the the heel that scrapes by and chases away with the title out of Saudi Arabia. What do you think, Cassidy? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, she keeps the belt, and it just progresses the storyline of Sasha and Bianca further to go that way. I think that's and they why. don't need the title. They don't, they don't need, need the title, title for need... the story, so no. that's going to be where it goes. And then you get whoever Becky challenge, whoever is going to challenge her next. You know, I mean, maybe Rick but... could calm down and Liv Morgan could step up and uh, get a shot. Uh, that would, that like would sure as shit be nice, uh, <laughs> considering you know she's been getting the biggest pops of anybody not named Becky Lynch or Bianca Belair in recent weeks, and then went undrafted and lost in the Queen's Crown Tournament to Carmella in 90 seconds. But I digress. Um, can't can't fraternize with the enemy, right? I oh, I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, don't, no. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. That is a that is a Romeo and Juliet type situation for sure. Yeah, uh, you'll have to clue me in on uh, that after we are done recording. But anywho, sure. uh, I ex- what I expect is Becky Lynch to win off of a KOD from Bianca Belair. I expect Bianca Belair to hit the KOD. Becky will kick uh, Bianca out of the ring. Becky will cover Sasha and she will win the match. The interesting thing is going to happen afterwards because we are going to have Charlotte, the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, and Becky, the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. It's going to – I almost want them to add Charlotte to this match because they surely as hell has been teasing 
her being involved in this angle and make it for all of the gold, whether it's winner take all or a two out of three falls match and whoever gets the first pinfall wins the Raw Women's title, then you can have Becky win that one and then Charlotte wins. Yeah, and this is the final WWE show before the rosters or whatever the draft was. Correct. Yeah. I'd like for them to not be lazy and do a title flip or just rebrand the championships and have them be the WWE, you know, women's champion and the WWE women's universal champion and call it a damn day. Uh, but uh, I do think Becky wins this match, and I do think it's going to be Bianca doing the damage that that causes it. I like Sasha to eat the pin here. I would be stunned if Becky lost the title this quickly. WWE's in Saudi Arabia. Got to have a big star from the Attitude Era, and the man who likes to go out there and uh, uh, put some people up and slam them down in front of, in front of the fans in Saudi Arabia is Goldberg. He's got a personal issue, though. Bobby Lashley put his hands on his son at SummerSlam. Rick, you were there. All right, I, I was know. there. Yes. Uh, and that was it's more important. That was more of a, an angle than it was a match, right? That was more of just a, a live angle than it was a match. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like, yeah, they could have done this on Raw. I'll tell uh, you what, though, the, you could cut the tension with a knife in that building, man. Oh, so fans were on the hook for it. Oh, yeah. There were there were 50,000 people there all going, please, dear God, do not put the WWE championship on Bill Goldberg. That was pretty much what that entire crowd was. You could just feel it was quiet because we were all uneasy. We we're like, oh, boy. Oh, God, don't do it to us, guys. Don't do it again. Don't you effing do it again. And thankfully, they didn't. Cass, what do you think here? Goldberg and Lashley, I think they can have a match that they didn't get to have at SummerSlam. Goldberg can have these matches that are explosive and fast and compelling, and he can get his big moment, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The storyline has been going that way. You beat up my kid. I get to hurt you. It's ABC. It's steak and potatoes. I don't think this isn't a broken idea. This isn't a broken idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. And there's no belt. I mean, there's no, there's no belt involved, right? No. There's it. Yeah. So then who cares? Let them do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, So everybody's complaining was, oh, we get Goldberg in the, in the title scene right away and it pisses everybody off. So like, let him do something, you know, not involving a title and let's just, you know, enjoy watching uh, some nostalgia, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do fear for when Goldberg goes for the jackhammer, uh, justifiably. Uh, we'll see if he can get uh, if he can get the the big the big meaty man up. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this is the kind of match that if you're going to use Goldberg, use him in. Like if he's coming back because he's got personal beef with with Lashley, okay, fine, I don't care. Have him win, have him lose, don't care. You want him to beat up Dolph Ziggler inside ninety seconds? Have fun, don't care. That's where you use Bill Goldberg. I've never said that there isn't a spot for him. That was one of the best squash matches I've ever seen. He kept coming back in the ring and laying him out again and again and again. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. That's I've never said there isn't a spot for Bill Goldberg on the show. Just don't put the damn title on him. That's all I've asked. That's all I asked. Uh, Another match that I think could steal the show, and this is definitely a pay-per-view attraction. uh, You know, WWE around this time of year has a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view in October. You know, and uh, we're getting one. Crown Jewel, one that has a personal issue. Personal issues get finished inside Hell in a Cell. That is WWE's penultimate, I hate you, you hate me, we're going to fight off a cliff into fire, and that is the Hell in a Cell, and we have Edge. We have Seth Rollins. Personal issues has been building since uh, WrestleMania, and and if it ends here, I'm okay with it. I think this is the way to go. I think this this is a Hell in a Cell match that makes sense, and I'm okay with either one of them winning, uh, and I think Edge needs it more than Rollins does, and Rollins could take the could take the loss here. Yeah, this this should be a really good one. I, uh, I this is probably the match I want to watch the most on the entire card. Uh, 
Yeah. And uh, like you said, it makes sense to put him in a cell because you actually get there's it's been a long feud. You know what I mean? And it actually is built to something. So it's not just like a wasted gimmicked match just to put people in it just because you have to use the cell, which is what kind of Correct. feels like it happens sometimes when they do the pay-per-view. No, so it's no. like, well, we've this, got the cell, is, uh... so we need to put somebody in it. So this one makes sense, you know? Yeah. Finally. This is one of those things where edge came back and he could have, he, he was in a title match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but everything he's really done that he seems to really sink his teeth into as an actor. Now as a performer, he has a, he has a different tool set is he wants to cut promos and make it personal and, and have something else and then be a wrestler on top of it. He's a guy who almost doesn't need a belt to, to have special no. matches. And no. Rick, what do you think here? Who do you got, Edge or Rollins? I honestly have no damn idea. I I I, I really don't. Who do you the pick who you want to win? Who are you rooting for? I have no earthly idea. I think I'm like seriously. This is the one where I'm just gonna literally put my feet back up on the desk, enjoy it, and be happy no matter what the hell happens. Uh, just like I have honestly for for the other first two matches. Like it it made total sense. I think to have Edge win that first one, you know, brood Edge at SummerSlam. Rollins wanted to come back and one-up him. Now we're going to have the rubber match. I don't think this is going to end here, though, because they got them both on the same damn show. They could have easily split them up in the draft and had them be had them be it. I would not be surprised, honestly, if, if, if Rollins wins this match, does something personal. Maybe, you know, Beth Phoenix is there or something. I don't know. She's traveling to Saudi Arabia. I don't know if, if Seth does something stupid. Um, but I think for some reason, I don't think it's going to end here. And I'm thinking maybe we're building toward that, that dream mix tag match that a lot of people have been wanting to see. I think it's a possibility at least that we could get Seth and Becky, the team drip, uh, who are slowly morphing into one another and basically pressing the same. Now I know Rollins has said that their characters didn't mesh well before in 2019 when they tried it, but I think they mesh a whole lot better now. Give me Edge and Beth Phoenix for versus uh, Becky and Seth. Let me let me freaking see it, and then that that can be the end of it. But I I I'll I'll say Seth wins this one. Maybe You're dropping F words now. You're saying freaking on the show. We're I'm gonna Seth get tagged Rubble. for that. Yeah, we're gonna get tagged for that. Uh, Raw tag team title match: RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. I want. I'm. I, I think this match could be entertaining and, and be fun. Um, but it's it's a it's a retread. Something we've seen. We saw it at SummerSlam, right? I thought they could have went with a little bit more of a compelling match for RK Bro, who I think are still very over. You oh, know, uh, they they're over as much as people don't want to say this is over. It is over. Uh, and uh, when when are they gonna break up? Don't break them up. They're they're, they're entertaining right now. Um, what do you think? Almost is certainly an attraction to put out there in front of an international audience where you need just things that make them go wow, right? Uh, he, the international language for him is he's big. Uh, so you're you're gonna have something here. Uh, I I don't think RK Bro is losing these belts in Saudi Arabia. You go first. You go first. Let Rick go first. Yeah, I, I would think if any match is going to have a title change, it's going to be this one. Okay. Um, because they, they looked at splitting up AJ Styles and Omos in the draft, and somebody convinced them that Omos isn't, isn't quite ready to be on his own yet, isn't ready for that singles push yet. So I would not be surprised if they elongated this feud by putting the tag team titles back on AJ and Omos, and maybe it's Omos who just squashes the ever-loving help. Maybe he squashes Randy Orton, and that's that's part of it, because this, this is what Randy's been trying to do, is find a way to get the big guy off of his feet. I don't think the climax to this yet is him getting the big guy off of his feet. I think the climax to this matchup might be Omos squashing the hell out of Randy Orton and winning the tag team titles back for him and AJ Styles. I would not be surprised at all if that happens. Yeah, I 
first thing, I don't know if I said this on the last one. I'm going for Edge because I'm from Asheville, North Carolina, and that's where he's okay. from. That's where he is. So, like I said, I always, I always pull for like I make bad choices based on where I'm, like, my heart. So yeah, going for Edge, Atlanta, Asheville, Let's North go. Carolina. Go and show it up. Take your, yeah. take your, yeah. take your t-shirt off. But, spin around your head like a helicopter. Yeah. That's what you do bubble. here, bro. Yeah. Got to raise up. Uh, I agree with you on the fact that this is where the title change happens, though. But I, so like. Uh, RK Bro, the champions, right? I mean, make sure yeah, I get yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I think it's going to happen. Is they, they this is where they split up, and then we get their build to their their singles match. There, because I think they're going to eventually have a, a a feud against each other. Maybe that's mania. Maybe that's a mania match or something. Yeah. Like so I think we, if you're going to get the title change on the card, it'll probably be this one, and then it sets up. You know, something will happen, and then they they feud now. I think that just kind of. Is- I think that'll this will be the start of it, but because there's so many pages in the WWE book now, there's so much TV, there's so many more pay per views. That eventual split's got to happen on Raw or got to happen on television. I, I think like that. that's I think that's a Mania match. To be completely honest yeah. with you, Orton and Riddle. I think you could start that split. Maybe you start it here in Saudi Arabia. But what if like, what if Riddle eliminates Orton from the Royal Rumble? And that's and that's what kind of starts them on that downward spiral. That might be the I mean, hell, that's what that's what started Edge and Orton last, uh, you know, in 2020 was Edge was the one who tossed Orton from the Royal Rumble. You could do the same thing here again. Orton is is more and more visibly annoyed with Riddle as as some of the audiences every single week. So eventually he's going to snap. So maybe you start the downward spiral here with him losing the tag team titles. And eventually it, it, he, Orton doesn't find it worth a damn being around Matt Riddle or care about his development or, or anything like that. And then we have our annual Mansoor gets to win in Saudi Arabia match. Yeah, this one's the most obvious on the card. Uh, Mansoor will take on Mustafa Ali. Uh, they've been a tag team that has never gotten along. And, 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 and give it to both of them. They were given roles. They played their roles. Mansoor is very, very excited to be with Ali and Ali is not excited at all, at all to be with Mansoor. And that is their dynamic. And they've had, I would believe, some very underrated matches on Monday at Raw. I think they've had some matches that people kind of like brushed under the rug because of all the other things they had to do. First These off, are two guys. Everything Mustafa Ali does is underappreciated and underrated. And I agree wholeheartedly with what he said earlier this week, where pound for pound, he's the most underutilized star in the entire roster. They're absolutely he's absolutely right. Absolutely. Positively right, one hundred percent. And this guy's taken on a lot of pet projects that WWE has, and he's been the company man. And Mansoor is one of those things. That doesn't say Mansoor can't go or do anything. He's a fine wrestler, right? Yeah. But Mansoor's role is to be a, a, a character that the international audience in the Middle East can get behind, and they like him, and they just like they have a character that the fans in, in Latin America can, can enjoy. All those different things, all those different uh, scratches. So Mansoor is going to beat him, and and that's yeah. but and, could and the I shocking could the shocking thing be Ali wins? No, it's some because, heat. No, because this is the only hometown hero they care about actually like letting them do anything, and that's because they're getting a puttload of money uh, to True. to put on these shows. So yeah, they're going to have Mansoor win. He's the only guy who gets to have a moment in front of his home crowd, and he's going to get his like fourth or fifth uh at, at this point. And then you know what? Everybody's kind of mad that they split them up. I could very easily see them just going, okay, well, no, they're not really split up. They had their little tiff, they had their match, and now Ali's gonna be more willing to tag with Mansoor and they'll they'll get their stuff together. Cass, where do you put this match on the show? You stick this right in the middle, don't you? Probably, but they there's a chance they open with it because well they put this on a kickoff or something like that. I mean they've done it to him before, haven't they? Yeah. 
But hey, you know, everyone thinks the kickoff's a bad spot to be in. A lot of people watch those. Yeah, you, you, get, you get seen by a lot of people. Yeah, kickoff shows. Yeah, you I know? mean, don't think where where is that air? That airs on uh, is it on the YouTube? Uh, it's on their YouTube. It's on Peacock. It's on everything. Oh, so yeah, every, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of people watch it, but yeah, just it's like the uh, AEW's YouTube. I mean, a lot of people are gonna watch that. It's the same thing. You give something away to make people watch. You know, you want to put something on there that makes people want to turn in to watch what you're leading into and, right and if so. you're doing that if it's monster coming out and being the hometown baby face and here he is against the big heel that that you know turned on him recently that makes sense yeah you know, like that like there's still something there and it pops the crowd gets them going for here's a guy to cheer here's a guy to boo get the crowd going here's a show oh by the way you better tune in we're gonna be starting and the show in a little bit it would also get the lo- the fans in saudi arabia into their seats early for the show too for yeah, the kickoff instead of funneling in late you know you put that on the kickoff you might get it's everybody a stadium in there show early. too you, you got to deal with yeah. that anywhere that that isn't just uh that isn't just a saudi thing that's anywhere you got to get people in the seats yeah. for a show by the way uh, no matter what on paper this is a good crown jewel like on paper this is a this is strong like, on paper this is a strong show hopefully it del- i'm hoping it delivers you know yeah and, and let's be honest we all know what's going to be on the kickoff show it's going to be the uh, queen's crown finals that's exactly what's going to be on the kickoff <laughs> mm-hmm. show because wwe doesn't give a damn about this freaking tournament uh well, how do you see those playing out guys king of the ring queen's crown i don't know <laughs> these are supposed to be more exciting than they are uh, yeah they're supposed to be but yeah, they here rushed, we are first off they rushed the damn things right they mm-hmm. just threw eight people together really eight random people if you look at the queen's crown bracket there was one person that really the audience has any true investment in and again, they beat her in 90 seconds. Uh, so it's again, I don't I don't understand why they did that. Dewdrop is the the last face you got left, and she's still trying to get over with the audience. It's it's a slow burn, but it's working. Yeah. I I think I think you have to go Shayna Baszler, though. I don't know. I don't know how if anybody's gonna care about a Shayna Baszler versus Zelina Vega or Carmella match because it's heel versus heel, so which is why I think Dewdrop is gonna win, but I think it would be better for Shayna Baszler to kind of continue this uh, revamp of her and get her back to that old dominant killer that she she has been showing signs of being. So I think it makes sense there. And honestly, anybody than, other than Xavier Woods winning King of the Ring, it's 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 a massive letdown. I, I'm genuinely concerned they're going to have Jinder Mahal beat him in the semifinals. Yeah, I was going to say, is Jinder still in it? Because I, that's probably who's going to end up going. Yeah, because they could have given us Kofi versus Woods, which would have been a very intriguing story and everybody would have been on board with. And instead... They give us Xavier versus gender, and now everybody's like, crap, they're going to have Mahal beat him. Like, that's, you at least got to get him to the finals. I think Finn, we know Finn Balor is going to beat Sammy because Sammy can't go to Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, that's that's kind of already a, a slam dunk. Like, we know Balor's going to be in the finals, and he's probably going to win the damn thing. But you got to put Xavier in the finals. Just just do it. It's, it's the that's right a good, thing that's a good final. If you do Xavier, if you do Xavier versus Finn Balor in the final, I'd yeah. be down with that. I would yeah, be, be much more. It would be an easier pill to swallow if he lost in the finals than if he lost in the semifinals to gender freaking Mahal for crying out loud. True. Absolutely. That's my crown. Opinion. Yeah. Crown Jewel uh, overall, though, outside of those disappointments, for the most part, I think the big matches are big, you know, and, and that's what you want. If you're going to spend a Thursday afternoon watching a show. Uh, yeah. You're, you're going to have some reason to sneak away from work at home, especially with the work at home thing. There's still a lot more people doing work at home. There's a lot of people watching pay-per-view while they're working. I'll be, I'll be uh, watching it at the studios. By the way, we got major breaking news. What's that? Major breaking news announced by WWE. The USA Network has renewed Ms. and Mrs. for a third season. Yes. I was worried. I was worried. Uh, I Our long national nightmare is Ooh. over. 
We can confirm at this hour at 318 in the central, uh, 418 in the <laughs> Season three, we're good. Good might, for them. Might Cast be a sucky crossover. <laughs> Who knows? By the way, how creepy was it? I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys watched Dancing with the Stars. I don't, but it, it, the Miz and the all genie blue. Did you guys see that? The photos. I did them? see that. Very odd. Oh, it's something that will haunt your nightmares forever. Just the the Miz dressed in. Pay no attention to my footwork. Look at my body paint. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy Haynes, thank you so much for joining us and just riffing. And we we always like to have our friends from the wrestling media world on. And obviously, yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. My pleasure. Enjoyable. I appreciate it. Uh, if, if people want to hit you up online and maybe buy some of that merchandise that's behind you that you're hawking online, I don't know if you do that. <laughs> uh, well, you can win some of it. I'm giving oh. I'm giving away this Edge Funko unopened. We have a little contest on our podcast and on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's win our stuff. And uh, you can follow us, my podcast on at uh, bodyslam underscore pod on Twitter. And there's a pinned tweet. We got like a couple more days before this contest is up, and then we start another one. Give but another we're gonna have shot at. Give, give us another solid view of that. Let's let's see that. Just Boom! So see it's an unopened. After. Wait, unopened edge Funko. Look at that. So, you, you, come on, if you know those Funko heads, we'll tune in for it, man. And there's a bunch more stuff up here. Them, that we're eventually giving away. My co-host, he gave away. Uh, what did he give away? He gave away a John Cena shirt and some of his memorabilia that was on his wall last month or last time. So, we got a contest. Follow us on there, and you can. Yeah, you can follow me at Twitter there. My my uh, handle's right there on the screen. Follow us on uh, the website. It's uh, Body Slam Net on Twitter. And uh, YouTube. Go follow YouTube so you can watch me get chops. That's the main thing. That's I hope everybody enjoys that. Watch me really get punished by some wrestlers. And I got, I'm going to have a lot more filmed here in the next month or two, obviously, I think. I got uh, got some shows coming up, and I try to get one or two one or two episodes filmed each show. And then Full Gear Weekend, I'll probably get a bunch, I, I think, so... Maybe you and I throw them back some beers up there in Minnesota. Oh, I can't wait, man. I'm excited. Let me know. Uh, so a uh, lot of fun. A lot of fun to uh, look forward. You can check out all the different things I'm doing on the radio uh, at, on my Twitter at Kev Kellum, K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. If you want to win tickets to the WWE Super Show in Rockford, Illinois, and, and check out our interview with Drew McIntyre, go to the xrockford.com. You can win tickets to that show. Uh, go and check it out. Rick, you're busy as well. I know you have plenty coming down the line. We got Paul Heyman tomorrow. Give yeah, Paul Heyman interview. Yeah, Paul Heyman uh, interview. Full uh, 17 minute conversation with Paul Heyman is going to be dropping tomorrow on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Also, please go buy the new edition of Fightful magazine uh, that just dropped for September and October. Uh, I got an article featured in there. Rest in peace, Thunderdome. Put a lot of work into that. They gave me four full pages for this dang thing, uh, which I really appreciate the fine folks over at Fightful.com uh, for allowing me to, to write that. So, uh, yeah, go on and check that out and buy Fightful magazine and check out Paul Heyman tomorrow on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. And Follow me on the old Twitter machine. You can see my handle right there. All right. Thank you so much. This is our deep dive. You watched nearly 90 minutes of three adult men with some level from some varying level of facial hair. Talk about professional wrestling. And if you enjoyed it and you didn't hit the like button, come on now. All you have to do is just click a like button. All you do is share the link so you don't stink. That's all we ask. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing. Cassie, I know this is a hard thing maybe for us jaded folks to do, uh, but that is what Rick Uccino of one Cincinnati, Ohio. What is it? Have an obligation to watch AEW, man. <laughs> Sorry. I had to bring it back. 
I'm falling out of my chair, Rick. I came into it. We're gonna go out on it. That's I it. had to. I had to lean over. I had to lean over and put my fist on the ground to keep myself from. <laughs> enjoy wrestling, everybody. I don't care what you're watching. Just enjoy it. See ya. Bye. Mm. <laughs> Effie shirt. Buy Effie's merch. Buy buy that.